they honestly, I, I, I guess maybe they didn't think I was very good. Mm-hmm. So they put me in this uh, Runberger North Lamar, right in the middle of the hood. And um, just, a, it was dying. The mm-hmm. store was dying. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, they were going to tear it down. And um, you ever see Major League? I love Major League. So you remember when they were stripping off the thing for every win? Oh, so like, yeah. 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 So the owner thinks we suck, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And so anyway, to motivate them, they were doing that. So I, I had that talk. I go, guys, you're going to need to lurk for another job. <laughs> they're like, why? They think we suck. <laughs> we're not making any money. And uh, we can either quit, go look for other jobs, or we can make them, you know, I, yeah, I, right. I, 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 yeah. we can really let them know what we think. And uh, yeah, for like two and a half, three years straight, uh, we were 20% up in sales. That's awesome. And it all started with the concept. I go, I go, I go, if you're, if you're with me, Stay. If you're not, leave. Two of them left. Yeah. Okay. I said, cool. I go, those that you're with me, I give you all permission to be nice to people. (laughs) And that's what they did. They go, what do you mean? I go, y'all are rude. (laughs) I I need you to go out of your way to Hmm. be nice to people. Mm -hmm. Everybody we serve. Even the people you work with. Mm -hmm. And, dude, it caught like a virus. That's awesome. And the atmosphere changed overnight. Yeah. The whole premise for me was love never fails. Okay. Yeah. So that was my vision for the whole thing. So I was mm-hmm. like, let's just try it. Let's see. <laughs> see what happens. It's for, <laughs> yeah. for Jesus. I mean, it works. Hey, yeah. I mean, if it's supposed to work, it's supposed to work. Yeah. Right. Welcome to Shoot the Breeze, a series on our podcast that celebrates the messiness of life, relationships, and Christianity, featuring my wife, Lacey, and myself, Nathan. It's creatively titled because it will be just us shooting the breeze, uh, sometimes with guests, while occasionally saying something important. We hope you enjoy. Hello. Hi. Hey. I'm excited. So you're new, which means I get to ask you extra questions. That's fair. Okay. I always ask new guests questions. Yeah, the five questions. Yeah. yeah, the five questions. So here's the first question. Tell me about yourself. Who are you? What do you do? Do you have a, are you, what's your relationship status? And do you enjoy long walks on the beach? Uh, my name is Joe Muck. Um, like 30s or something. I don't know. I don't know why. But um, the real Joe Muck. The real what is it? What is Joe it? A- do you remember I am yeah. ASL? Like, hey, Instant ASL. Yeah. I, yeah, I am. ASL? Yeah, it's age, sex, location. Oh, okay. Like, no, no, no. Do you, like, do you remember that? No. Seriously? No, I haven't slid. Yeah, so like if you're like, if you're messaging someone new, you'd be like, oh, someone else popped up, like a chat room, you know? Uh-huh. You'd be like, oh, ASL. Like, age, uh-huh. sex, location. I was creeped out by new people on that. I, I never told See, that's where I got guts. <laughs> no, I, I had no nice. interest in talking that's to That's where your courage. That yeah, that's where. Yeah. As long as yeah, nobody yeah. can see me. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Oh, man. You're the blogger. Um, yeah. The blogger. Yeah. That's what I really think. So, um, uh, Emmy, my wife and I, we moved to Bernard about two years ago. We have a three-year-old son, Peter. We have a daughter, Ginny, in heaven. And we have another one coming about six. Uh, she's at about 16 weeks. Uh, we've codenamed her Sunflower. Um, uh, born in Chicago. Lived most of my life in Austin. Job status, I work for uh, Texas, Texas Department of Transportation. I'm in the uh, Burnett Area Engineer Office. <laughs> Jim was asking me about this beforehand. The best way to describe what I do is my office is responsible for the design, construction, and maintenance of all the roads within the five counties that we oversee out here in the Hill Country. Okay. Uh, if you ask me what my day is like, it really depends on the day and how angry the public is at TxDOT that particular day. So we deal with a lot of... I've been texting you a lot lately. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my job is very interesting but most people only see the failures and it's like that's fair that's fair my brothers usually just you know make fun of me whenever they drive past a road construction and they see like six guys standing around staring at a hole yeah which we did two months ago when 281 had a failure but no right so, right yeah. okay um let's see what else uh oh okay ready Favorite way to waste time? So this one, I've heard this question and I'm like, well, there's ways I waste time that I don't particularly feel very proud of. So I will get lost in watching stupid YouTube videos oh, yeah. or something like that. But at the end of it, I feel so utterly miserable. So because <laughs> I just said I just spent two hours doing nothing in particular. Like that's why I've grown nothing. Right. That's why it's called favorite way to waste time. But like I, you're not. But it's not helpful. It, it makes me feel less. That's why it's called wasting time. <laughs> yeah, I don't like it. But I'll do that a lot. But um, 
I love how he doesn't even like the question. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, I'm going to question the premise of your you question. <laughs> well, yeah. I waste plenty of time, <laughs> but... <laughs> I'm defensive. It. I'm yeah. going to walk out now. Yeah. <laughs> I can waste time that's, with the best of them. That's the most... That's what you're offended at. That's what you're going to walk out on. Hold up. Dude, I might... Oh, I just scratched that. But I'm trying... I'm actually trying to change that habit to, um, to just... A little bit more honestly just sitting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Really, I would rather try to change that into the habit, but it is difficult. It mm-hmm. is difficult to just sit. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, let's see. Oh, fight first. Like, what's your initial response in conflict? Fight, flight, or freeze? Um, I am the hedgehog. So somebody described it one time: Are you the rhino or are you the hedgehog? Yes, I'm a hedgehog. Okay, I, I will. I will curl up. I won't run away necessarily, but I won't come out swinging at you. Freeze. I don't know if that's the correct description either. I, I yes, freeze. We'll I was like, I'm like, because run away would be would be yeah. Monty running. Python, yeah, but Monty Python, run away, run away. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then Holy Grower. you'd be yeah, yeah. yeah. you'd be f- fight right. You you kind of come swinging, and I <laughs> I so I was I was the runner. Like I'd be like, oh. Mm-hmm. Huh? Just away slowly. Exactly. It's like the where did they think what is it the Homer Simpson gif where he just oh, comes back into the bushes. Yeah. Yeah. Ex- that's ex- that was exactly me. Um, okay, what makes you feel the most cared for? Thinking of if you've heard of the five love languages. Yeah, yeah. So like touch, uh, mm-hmm. words of affirmation, service, gifts, um, quality time. I mean it. it, it as I've heard it described, it changes according to seasons of life, honestly. Sure. Um, I'm actually, with Emmy, I'm very good at giving gifts to her, but her, her love language is, is affirming words. It's oh, like, okay. Oh, crap, this is really bad mismatch. Um, mm. it's, it's, it's difficult for me, but I love touch for okay. her. Specifically, so it wouldn't uh, work for Jim or anything like that to touch you. I mean, if he if he started rubbing the nape of my neck or something <laughs> like that, I mean, I'd have to play that one by like ear. Really? It can't be arranged. <laughs> <laughs> okay, How long so I'm gonna be here. I realized this is gonna be harder than I thought. That's <laughs> great. I'll behave. I'll How play. did you not see this coming? I, you know what? I think the best sometimes, and then I go into a situation and go, "Oh no, I am sorely unprepared." Oh. <laughs> this is um, why you get the questions before. Yeah. So okay. Uh, physical. Sorry, physical touch. Right now <laughs> yep. is where you're at. Okay. Yep. What have you been in the past, and like what situation? Um, were you in? I've loved when somebody has done something for me. Not necessarily gift giving, but an acts of service. If I remember, that's 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 yeah. one of them. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. 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 Acts of service. Somebody cared for me. But Emmy has been very good at caring for me. Okay. In that way, and so I have not felt that need, that lack. I've always looked at the sure. love languages. Everybody needs all of them to some extent. Sure. And honestly, yeah. I think the one you feel most loved by is the one that you might be deficient in for some reason or mm. for some reason. I've, I've, I've struggled with that. I don't know if it's accurate, but I've played with that thought sometimes. Well, I was going to say that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And I was going to add to that. I, I read a book one time on how to apologize or mm-hmm. how to forgive. Mm-hmm. And they talk, they brought in the love languages with that as well. So mm-hmm. it's like if I'm if if I offended you the way you're going to receive my apology mm-hmm. is most like most likely through your mm-hmm. uh, whatever love language or whatever it is you receive love by. Right. Um, and it, it's funny because like I've been like years in testing this out. Yeah. And I'll do that with the girls and it, it it's 100% true. No. Like, uh, yeah, That's all the way. If mm-hmm. I like Ari, if I just say um, it like hers is physical touch. For sure. She needs a hug. She needs to be centered mm-hmm. with touch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so um, I'll say like a kind word, kind of apologize in that way. Mm-hmm. Eh. But if it, it like sometimes I don't even have to say anything and we just hug. Yeah. Yeah. All done. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say I was I, I like your Thank you. hypothesis. Gonna, I, I don't. Well, it's not. Sorry. Oh, I was just going to say. So something. So mine switched from words of affirmation. But that was when I was more codependent. Yes, right. Do you follow me? Yep. And then now that now that that's not physical touch, I'm kind of like Ari. Right. 
So is that the deficiency or is that so, dysfunction? I was going to say, um, yes. You follow me? Right? Yes. I mean, yeah. <laughs> because for me, like 99% it's going to be words of affirmation. Mm-hmm. Um, you got nice almost. Beer. Thank you. And it's trimming, but you're right. It is nice. No, um, he loves the nape of the neck. Okay. Wait, my nape? <laughs> no. So it's it's that like mine is like default is words of affirmation, but then like sometimes it's like I'll be going through something and Lacey will just hug me, or or even like a friend. Like I'll just have a, I've had uh, like other guys, especially um, great example. One guy I was struggling with the disease and like he just gave me this bear hug not like crazy like i'm a junior higher and he's lifting me off the ground but like it was just this solid almost like a dad hug you mm-hmm. know yeah. i'm like oh mm-hmm. yes <laughs> you know like and so i yeah i think it it's uh, yes if, if there's areas where like you were saying codependency issues like that i'm sure you'll lean if you're selfish, probably gifts. Like, if you buy me a new yeah. car, right, 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 right. I'll like you. What are you thinking? Oh, I mean, it's a podcast, so you got to think out loud. I mean, I, I, oh, that, <laughs> luckily that works really well for me, actually. I mean, so, I'm, he's, just, he's just like sitting there. Three, hmm, I'm going to ponder for a while, Joe. The one time you don't need to shut up, just shut up. Um, well, I was thinking about Solomon. I mean, hmm. there's a guy that had entire country serving him. He had every gift that could be given. I'm sure everybody was praising him all the time. He definitely had plenty of physical affection. And shoot, what was the fourth, fifth? Uh, uh, quality that. time, gifts. In quality time, maybe. Service, yeah, encouraging words, no. touch. I just think about that. It, it's, it's interesting. He had all that stuff, but did he have mm-hmm. love because of that? I don't know. That wasn't really going anywhere. But it, it, I just think about it because... <laughs> Because you can have all the things that look like the love languages without any love behind him as well. And that, sure. You said the phrase selfish. That's what kind of got that in there. It's like, is it selfish to meet? Is it selfish to seek out those things that meet your deepest needs and desires? So I think this is one of those questions that it, it depends. <laughs> because we were we were created, we were designed with needs, mm-hmm. right? So that would be like saying... Uh, Joe, it's really selfish of you to seek out breathing yeah. when you're really wasting other people's air. <laughs> right? I mean, it it's... Like it's I'm talking to Emmy right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Lacey, Lacey's usually saying it holding a pillow. <laughs> no, um, but it's, it's, it's that idea, right, where we are, we are designed and created with needs that need to be met. Yeah, yeah. But... And I think, Jim, you alluded to this, that there are times where those needs, we're, we're like seeking, we have a we have an unhealthy hunger for those needs, appetite for those needs. And that's when we recognize maybe we're not getting them meet, met by God. Mm-hmm. Um, that, yeah. I don't like, right? Because I mean, there's, mm-hmm. there's something where God does meet our needs through people. Mm-hmm. Definitely community. But if you're operating in dysfunction or... A false identity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then it doesn't, you're never satisfied. Or if you right. It's a perpetual. Right. Because you're seeking what you're seeking. So like in a codependent, let's just use Lauren, that, that example, right? Sure. In that situation, I'm asking something of her that she's not equipped to give. Mm-hmm. I'm asking, I'm, I'm really looking for a void that he has, to, he has to fill. Mm-hmm. But because I'm seeking it from her, I'm never getting it, which causes more distance between the two. Right. Right? Yeah. Because the behavior is performance-based, mm-hmm. looking for the ultimate approval that has to come from above. Right. It, it's, it's Does that make sense, or am I totally out there? I'm well, no, I'm hearing it because it's also a manip- you're, you're doing a manipulation technique as well, mm-hmm. the tactic. You're trying to get from her something that you need but that is not necessarily being given to you out of love you're manipulating her into giving it to you or something like that or when when you seek out something in the wrong way it's like maybe even subconscious yeah yeah because just because you're operating in the dysfunction but the love languages in and of themselves do not give love if you're if you're getting things from somebody that is not coming from a place of love from them 
they can build up love by by performing them. But if you're if you're forcing somebody to give them to you, is that really love at that point in time? And that's mm. that's kind of that that's kind of the concept of. Well, and are you putting yourself in a position to receive that love, it, even if you're exactly. forcing it out of them? Right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, because because to you, <laughs> it's no longer about a gift from somebody to you. It's about you getting something from. Well, it's them. a hostage negotiation yeah, exactly. at that point. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and so I agree, I agree with your concept. Is it depends because a lot of it depends on how you're receiving it and how you're getting the other person to give it to you. So what? What hinder? What is the the roadblock to receiving that love? Then identity. Yeah. Like, like, would you explain that? What do you mean? In God, knowing who you are in Him. If you do, yes, then you're more. You're, you're, let me see if I, you're, I'm hearing you right. If you, if your identity is solidified in God, you're putting yourself in a position to receive love from other people. Right? Well, actually, the more you, and you, this is true in what you've said. Okay. Because I've tested that out. On, on me? No, I'm just kidding. Theory. Yeah, on you. <laughs> you. But the more, the no, more. No, he goes, he goes, well, he has a chart like, okay, honey. <laughs> I think you're beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> Starts like writing notes down. No good. <laughs> like I'm watching the first that, that scene from Dead Poets yeah. Society, yeah, yeah. making the chart for how to judge poetry or something. Nathan was way wrong on this. <laughs> no, I mean it's just a hy- hypothesis. What you what you said about the more you serve others, you'll feel cared for. Mm. That, what you experienced. That's what God told me. I know. So that's not me telling you. <laughs> So, what so God, that way, if it goes what, wrong, it's on what, him, not yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Want to clarify? It's on the Lord now. <laughs> How is it going? Yeah, yeah, it's going great. Well, then I had a little something. Exactly. Yeah. No, it's going good. I mean, yeah. that that works good because the focus is not on yourself. Right. When the focus isn't, when you're not focusing on yourself. I mean, I understand. It's always the question. Not being a walking martyr where, no, no, Here's the thing, though. It's always the question, and I've had this asked of me, where they're like, okay, but at what point is it, um, what's the word where you do something to receive? It's not truly. Um, um, Economic, uh, transactional. Yeah, but it's it's not truly um, philanthropic. Philanthropic. Is that the right word? Where you, it's totally selfless. Yeah, charitable, selfless, yeah. philanthropic. And the and I guess the question that was posed to me, and I'm going to ask you guys so that I don't have to answer it, um, is knowing I have a need for love. And God said, if I care for others, I'll be cared for. Mm-hmm. Is that selfish? Or? It's obedient. Hear me out, though. Mm-hmm. One certain Christians say you're only, you have to be completely selfless. Yeah, no. I, so the, this, I think this is a problem of definitions too, because you have the same thing surrounding humility where a lot of Christians right. have poisoned inadvertently or out of a desire to read the Bible correctly. They've poisoned the meaning of what humility is. They, they've taken humility to mean that they are a worm and they're worth nothing. Right. And it's Ooh. like, that comes back to the identity concept is yeah. like, that's not at all what God tells us. He loves mm. us. He, and in his very love, his creation of us makes us more than anything we can imagine. And so to say, it, we talked about this to say that, Oh, I'm nothing. God. It's like, are you calling God a liar then? Sorry. I had a vision of like, God being an Italian mafia mobster or something like that. You call me a liar? Yeah. What do you, what yeah. are you saying? But it, it's what like you that's, me? that's horrible <laughs> pride to say, I'm a word and I'm nothing. God's like, no, you're not. I love you dearly. You are my child. I want to give you bread and you keep grabbing stones off the ground for crying out loud. And and so there's the there's the concept. And so it comes back to what, Jim, you were saying about identity is it's humility is. I know we're not talking about humility right now, but it's the concept of we poison the meaning of humility. And it's like, no, it just means what you need and who you are in your proper place with God. Mm. And it's the same concept here in terms of meeting needs. And it's like, I mean, uh, dang it, I always run out. Well, so you know, here's, here's, here's what I, yeah, going, just kind of simplifying the, going back to the identity thing. <laughs> I've taken the, the steps of, okay, so if I am this, mm-hmm. if I am who you say I am, then what would I think somebody who is like that, 
what are their motives? How do they mm-hmm. operate? Where do they go to? You know, what is the source, mm-hmm. right? And through prayer and, and favorite way to waste time for me now is to just be quiet and breathe. Mm-hmm. Anytime, I, especially if it's it's like a, you, you've got a, a 30 minute nothing going on. Yeah. Don't don't turn. Don't go to anything. Just sit there and sit. be there. Right. I, I got to tell a story. So I've served in Thailand for a year after college and I had horrible culture shock. It was really mm. bad for a while. I served in a village by myself. It was actually horribly stupid of me to do that. And it comes well, it comes back to this concept is was I. Was it the right thing? Was it the wrong thing? I don't know. It's what God told me to do. And if I broke, then maybe he had a reason for that, blah, 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 the why mm-hmm. question, things like that. But still, I came back from that realizing there's a reason Jesus sent his people out two by two. He didn't send them out on their own. Right. But the point being is, is I was sitting on a balcony one time in the village I was working in, and we had just finished an English camp. We had finished all sorts of stuff, and I was exhausted. And I was staring at chickens mm. for a half hour. Mm. I was so rejuvenated. I, Sounds I, just, awesome. I, I walked away from that feeling so refreshed because my brain never shuts up. Mm-hmm. I don't know if yours is the same way, Nathan, if yours is. Mine, I, I can shut my brain up yeah. so fast. It, I have more of a difficulty turning it on. I <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> oh, 100%. Like, it depends on, like, I can, I can be like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. that's an interesting thing. Yeah, let's talk about that. Other than yeah. that, I'm like. Yeah. Well, so, and somebody will walk up to me and ask me, what are you thinking? And I will usually be able to tell them three different things. And that's not me saying, hey, look at me. I can think of three different things at one time. It's like, no, that's like you trying to play three different sports at the same time. It's, it's, it's not helpful. Mm-hmm. It's exhausting. And it doesn't mean that I'm good at one thing or the other. It just means that there's a lot of chaos going on up there. Mm-hmm. And so this idea of wanting to sit, I would love to be able to waste time that way because that it's because it, it's just like, oh, that sounds so restful. So you're talking about sitting and sleeping or breathing. Or, yeah, if sleep happens, that's great. Um, <laughs> but but it's so in the identity thing, I was when I really started thinking about that concept. Mm-hmm. Um, Jesus saying, you know, care not for tomorrow or, you know, don't worry about tomorrow or the future. Right. Today's got its own troubles. And we were talking about the other night, and what 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 I the thought that crossed my mind was I started thinking about my four hundred one k, and I was like I should do this and I should do this, and God just hit me smack in the face, and he's like why? Mm-hmm. Well, so that I'm putting something away, I'm being responsible, Lord. I, I like I felt it in my spirit, just mm-hmm. like you're not getting it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Am I not enough? Right. Why are you worried about the future? I'm trying to get you to not worry about the future and just think about today. But Jim, there's wisdom in planning for the future. I understand. I there's, understand. There's wisdom in putting money away. Sure. For your kids, for your retirement. Okay. There's there's wisdom in that. And it seems foolish for you to throw kind of dismiss all of that. I'm not. But, but let's just say this, if I'm challenged in a particular mm-hmm. way with the future and what could or couldn't happen mm-hmm. before we're even there, is making me try to make moves without even really talking to them about it. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. This is one of the many resources we make available for free at our website, cultivaterelationships.com. Our resources have helped people grow in their relationship with God and others. Uh, We've seen people set free from uncontrollable anger and paralyzing fear. We've witnessed estranged family members be reunited after working through our freedom booklet. We've helped people build healthy relationship and coping habits through our coaching videos. And all of these resources are made available for free because of the generous support of people like you. If you would like to become a partner, please visit cultivaterelationships.com slash support. Now, I hope you enjoy the rest of this episode. That's the key. Mm-hmm. Right. That's the key, right? Like, then, it's, it, it, it's, it's so frustrating. It's, 
then wisdom or no wisdom, I'm not going to the person that's given me the funds in the first place. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. It's the the best wisdom is whatever God's telling you to do. Right. Mm -hmm. Now there's natural wisdom. Mm -hmm. And natural wisdom doesn't really require a lot of faith. Oh, no. Right? I mean, it's kind of a default. Oh, okay, this is just a smart thing to do. Don't walk in front of traffic. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I'm not even going to go down that trend. That, uh, to, never mind. Anyways. Oh. <laughs> yeah, so I, I thought yeah. about that. I'm like, nope, don't do it. Yeah, yeah don't, don't do it. <laughs> I have derailed. Um, okay, so I want to go back to, I think what you said mm-hmm. is you'd asked, or you'd said that people believe that they're a worm, that they're unworthy. Mm-hmm. Where does that there's theologies based upon that belief. Mm-hmm. Where does that come from? Like I get, oh, you know, my daddy beat me when I was a kid, so I don't feel like mm-hmm. I'm important or worth anything. Mm-hmm. No, I'm talking about theologies yeah. based on people are worms. They are unworthy. God in his sovereignty has bestowed salvation upon them. So you're you're saying where in the Bible are these theologies based? Yeah. On the concept. And yeah. I, well, sometimes I, there's an idea I think on on some theologies. Okay, so a lot of people are convinced that they can argue people into the kingdom of heaven, and 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 apologetics has its place. Absolutely, it's necessary and it's good. But a lot of the conversations about why aren't people coming to Christ is not necessarily mental. It's more heart issues. What's actually going on? What's keeping mm-hmm. them from daddies? And so sometimes I question, do theologies really come from somebody reading the Bible? Or does theology come from somebody's heart issue? And they then throw that into the Bible or throw the Bible around it and cloak in some language. Because my, my opinion is people, people will look at the world and they'll see... <laughs> people doing horrible things mm-hmm. or they will have that and and then they'll grab theology and and they'll grab scriptures in the bible and they'll wrap it around that that theology and that concept because the mm-hmm. bible is full of well your righteousness is as filthy rags i mean it's not a it's not a mm-hmm. it's not a, a a position of hope by any means or grace but again it's your, your rotten sinner mm-hmm. that's not what stone. that's not what the verse says though you would be reading into that. Mm-hmm. Your effort to earn God's approval is worthless. Now, the conclusion is, or what people have concluded is, that's because I'm a mm-hmm. worm. Okay. That's the wrong conclusion. The conclusion is, mm-hmm. no, God loves me okay. in anything I try to do above and beyond mm-hmm. to earn. It, it's like a kid. I think it's, an, it's, it's honestly, it's a place of control. What, yeah. it's, it's abuse of power. Yes. It, it, it you basically reduced and and propagated a lie about what what sin is and how mm-hmm. it's dealt with mm-hmm. right. by God, right? Mm-hmm. So that, but well, why? So what? <laughs> can't say that. No, no <laughs> magical. Magical. I've been the awesome. word magical, but I'm not trying to be offensive. But yeah, Catholicism. I mean. Yeah. It, Confess, you're, yeah. you're awful. I'm the priest. I, yeah, I mean, any of the belief systems from, I mean, it could be mm-hmm. Muslim, Catholicism, Jehovah's Witness, yeah. Mormon, Lutheran. Baptist, well, Lutheran, well, Presbyterian, Assembly of God, if you don't have, speak in tongues. We all have stuff, yeah. right? Yeah. It's a natural bent. Yeah. Well, you, and, and it's easy to, it's easy to, to, uh, crud on on catholicism or something like that but read some of mark name something and i'll 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 well, talk bad about it well lutheranism <laughs> or, or you know martin luther hated himself for a long time oh yeah yeah i mean the augustine closer, yeah they, they all had their their personal journals even as they grew closer to god they had horrible vi- views of themselves now was that a momentary thing did they live at or was it more they were just getting ratcheted up attacked by the by the enemy there i mean because at the end of the day that's where it comes from that lie comes straight from the enemy and he fights that but we're convinced to believe that through some misguided understanding of the hierarchy of things because you know part of it is people what do we see in today's culture most of culture is that people with the power do what they want and people who don't have the power suffer and live in it people who are abused sometimes tend to start believing that they're worthy of that abuse, that they mm. deserve that abuse. They've earned that abuse to some extent, not always, but it is, it is there. And so you, 
you got to wonder, do people just reflect what they believe life is into the theologies that come from there? But that can be, yeah, and a a product of that is that whole belief system, uh, what you have to do to be blessed. Hmm. Now, you can position yourself. There's there's guides to position yourself. God gives you steps. Uh, What's a good example? Um, Hebrews 11 and 6. Okay. Um, it's impossible to please God without faith. Yes. Yeah, right? Yeah. And those and those that seek him must know that he is, that he exists, yeah. right? And he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Mm-hmm. So right there he says, if you do this, this, and this, you'll please me. Right. Right? But Okay. So does that mean I but, get more love no, from him? But what I'm, I guess what I'm saying is, is, is in that, with the whole you're a sinner, you're a worm mm-hmm. concept, when that's not taught correctly, when your whole um, perception of who God is and what he thinks of you is wrong, then what does that verse mean to you? It's, it's the same thing of, of looking at life through a lens. If, you're, if, if you believe something in the past mm-hmm. that, that jaded you so much to the point that, like you said, you feel like you've almost deserved mm-hmm. The way yeah. life is going for you, yeah. mm-hmm. right? So then, your perception of God and and all about it is going to be coming through that lens, and you might believe that He's good, and, mm-hmm. but not really, like ex- uh, like experientially, right? No, oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Mm. when the yeah. whole time it's it's the way you're looking at it, right? You're as, it, like you're asking the wrong question, right? Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I have a, Am I so wrong many, no, that, I have so many directions I want to go. I perceive y'all to go. be more intelligent than me, so that's yeah. why I was asking. <laughs> no. But if I'm coming off a little smarter than uh, <laughs> I mean, we're, we're, I need Lauren here to tell me. It, it's, not a, it's not a simple one-two answer, I right. think, is, is what it comes down to. There's all sorts of reasons, but why do whole systems of, of theology develop? If, if it's simply some emotional, like, oh, woe is me, then you would think at some point during the systematization of theology that somebody would say, wait, 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 this is not supported by this scripture or this scripture or this scripture. Mm-hmm. And, and they're there. But I, I, don't think it's, I don't think the failure, the blind spot for that particular theology is unique to that particular theology. Every right. theology has a blind spot to some extent, which is why you got to be careful when you're trying to reach God only by your brain. Because mm-hmm. the theologies are trying, I mean, theology is trying to describe the infinite wonder of God using words you can't do that so the so the other side of this can't only do that right the other side of this discussion is right like right the the brain side is the pharisees mm-hmm. right but i know mm-hmm. with my brain cog, i know cognitively about god james says even the demons believe believe in shudder um so the I guess the other side of the conversation or the other side of this coin or the tension side, what brings tension to this conversation is, but so it's all experience then. The, the Mormon, as long as you have a burning in your bosom, like the, so what, I guess, what's the tension there? And how do you, how do you find a healthy balance between the study of in the Bible mm-hmm. and like we're, I think we're talking about with experiencing God, having that, that experiential knowledge. Don't break your you stuff. Good? I'm a pro. <laughs> <laughs> um, talking to me. Having that, yeah. <laughs> um, having an experiential knowledge versus that cognitive knowledge. Um, what is that tension? What is that balance? How do we find that? Is it something once we achieve, we, we've achieved it or how do you hmm. nurture it? Well, throwing a lot of questions out at you. My, my immediate thought goes to how, how we intend to interact with our spouses is that you, you it's, it's both and, and, and it's different times, different places in our life, depending on what they need, what we need. I mean, you can have a file on your wife or your husband for that matter. I think they're called dossiers. Dossier, thank mm, you. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that. You can have a dossier, <laughs> do, do, a dossier, a dossier. Okay. On, on no. your, you're going to have a dossier on your spouse and read everything about them and know everything about them. 
and have absolutely no relationship with them. Mm. On the other hand, if all you have are a bunch of experiences with them, but you can't remember their first name, that's also not a healthy relationship there. And so to a certain extent, I mean, it's both. I mean, but you, you have to have those experiences, those walks with them. But at the same time, the, the sign of a deepening relationship is more knowledge, more knowing of the other person there. Mm-hmm. I, I guess it, it might be an order thing. It's like if you think that by learning all this stuff about them, that's going to build your relationship. It, it may or may not, but it seems to me the more healthy way to learn about somebody is to be experienced with them, to walk with them, to step with them every mm-hmm. day and learn about them from your observation of them, from them telling you what's important to them, from how they talk, how they laugh. So we don't need a dossier. Well, we do to a certain extent. A dossier is just a technical way of writing down what you know about somebody. So you have it in your brain or have something there. You need to know those things about somebody. Okay. It's just, do you need to systematize it in a file-like structure or something like that? Right. So you need a dossier. You're trying to. Yeah, I feel like you're trying to put me in a box right here. No, it's it's here's it's we're ultimately skirting around the question mm-hmm. of. Do we need? I'm I'm, hi, I'm heavily leaning on the side of the the description of our podcast being messy for these questions right here. Okay. I'm not making any conclusions yet. I I might. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, because you brought up a good point. Mm-hmm. Is yes, a dossier gives you information about someone. Mm-hmm. But do you need a dossier to have a relationship with someone? No. I'll put it, I'll put it in Christianese. Mm-hmm. Do you need the Bible to know God? No. No, but he gave it to us for a reason. Everyone? I'll, I mean, what we've seen through, since the Bible is, not, <laughs> I mean, he's obviously made it very powerful. He's obviously, ugh, what's the word I'm looking for? It is obviously important for him that it is propagated out into the world. Sure. No, absolutely. And I, yeah. And so I'm not saying that. I'm not going to devil's advocate that one. Right, right. Yeah. And so I'm not, I'm not, and, and feel free to tap me when you like no, no, no. You run with this. It's like a kitten. No, you're doing good. You're doing good. Here, I'll, I'll rub your neck. Just keep talking. <laughs> Because here I'll... You, you can have a relationship with a dossier, but if you've known somebody for 50 years and you don't know anything about them, do you really care about them? It's, it's kind of like the, the old faith and works argument. <laughs> again and again, it comes back to is yes you can you you can have faith without you, you don't have to do works to prove faith or you can do works and not have any faith mm. but if you have faith and you don't have any works do you really have faith mm. and the same thing if you if you have experience without any knowledge of that person well what what was happening in those experiences was it real well, what good is the knowledge unless you put it to work yeah right so like the to me, going back to the original question, mm-hmm. faith is scary. It requires <laughs> risk. Um, That's the definition of faith. You give up all control, and you're totally vulnerable. Right. That's why you have the theologies that you have, and the, and the what you call. Uh, why does disorder pop in my head? But disorder in the pulpit. Mm. Disorder, like, are you saying, are you talking about, like, denominationally? How yes. So many denominations. Yeah, I'll, I'll, and... That's what's kind of popping to mind when you talk okay. about Presbyterian, Lutheran, whatever. Sure. And, and all of them have their different ideas of you can do this, but you can't do this. Right. You know, you can cuss, but you can go watch some crazy stuff on a computer. <laughs> no, no, no. Or, See, no, no, you can't. No, you're not allowed to cuss in here, obviously. You know, so. Jim, no cussing. Okay, no sorry. Cussing. But you know what I mean. Yeah, right. You, yeah, they, it's like, oh, that's okay. That's not okay? I don't yeah. I understand. Yeah. So, so, but there, but then the problem becomes, um, is this where we go to meet God? Mm. Mm-hmm. And God has these rules mm-hmm. that don't really make any sense at all. And I don't see it anywhere in his book. Right. Right. So that messes up your relationship, especially if you don't understand that it's a man that's in charge of that organization. 
or church. You know what I mean? Like, so, yeah. So, so you don't, so you don't, I'm not saying abuse is necessarily intentional. No, no, no. I'm saying, do you, so do you think, um, using plain language, so do you think we don't need a Sunday morning service where we come together and worship at a church oh, building? I think we do. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But the question was, where did these theologies come from? Right, right, right. right. Yeah. But, okay. Where did, you know, I, I think it gets off kilter when when leadership mm -hmm. moves more towards practical and less towards faith. Mm. Definition of practical versus faith. Help me understand that. Well, that's going to bust you up. I mean, yeah. and the reason I say that is because it it's not easy to explain. The practical is uh, the safe choice. The, like, like whatever the 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 wise. Oh, yeah, okay. So almost, doing, doing the I'm not saying necessarily you know just go willy nilly and mm -hmm. don't be wise, right? But without even truly <clears throat> taking it to the Lord, always leaning towards well, this makes sense. Yeah, but Jim, I have here's the deal: is I have my Bible, and like the questions that I have, I can I can go to the to my Bible mm -hmm. and and look up answers. Is there a problem with that? No. Okay. If that's the only way you see the Bible, that's the only thing I'll say on that one. Okay. If you only see it as a place to go and look up information, and that's how you're using it. Like, like a yeah, dossier. Like a dossier. But yeah. if you're reading it to refresh, or I mean, because the mm -hmm. Bible is a story. I mean, it's, mm -hmm. it's a story from beginning to end telling you about Jesus and, and how to get all those things. Mm -hmm. All those things, yeah, just distill all of Christianity. Just, yeah, yeah you know, all those things. Yeah, all the stuff. Hey, man. And so, hey. and so if you're, and it comes back to, I mean, it, this seems to be the theme of a lot of those conversations is the answer is yes to most everything, but it comes down to what's the motivation? What's the reasoning? What's going on in your heart? What's going on in there? If, because there are people who are more cerebral mm -hmm. and there are people who are incredibly experiential. There are people who are born. I would say that's the different, one of the differences between you and I. You're probably, yeah, fair yeah, enough. Yeah, I, I would agree. You're more <laughs> cerebral where I'm more like, let's go. Let's jump. Let's go. I, I mean, yeah, and it, it, like the first time. So when, when, when Emmy and I were buying our truck from you and you come out and you started praying with us in the car, I was honestly a little bit freaked out at that point in time. <laughs> While at the same time, I'm like, this is awesome. I mean, it, I'm like, I would not be doing this, but it's like, well, this guy loves the Lord. I, I, I like what's going on here because he don't give, he doesn't care. <laughs> that, that was close. That was close. So, so close. We were talking, Lord and I were talking about <laughs> yeah. Sunday, and, yeah. you know, sharing, and she used a, a good one, and I go, you got to use that. And she goes, I will not use that word. Uh, <laughs> I might say it from the back. Yeah. <laughs> Whisper. Yeah. Yeah, 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 and and so to a certain extent, the cerebral people need it. But you could—I'm not actually coming to a conclusion on this. But you could also make an argument that the cerebral people will lean into their theology more, and it's more of a danger and a threat to them because they're leaning into that theology more. But there's a certain amount. I mean, so one of the things that Jesus said before, uh, many things, but his prayer at the end of John, it, it's mm. always fascinated me because he prays for unity. And truth at the same time, mm -hmm. at the mm -hmm. exact same time, and I'm like, and and the way he sets them up against each other, it's they're not against each other, but he's saying these two are going to be in tension a yes. lot, mm -hmm. yeah, a lot. This but, idea yeah. because you can't put a bunch of people together without having disagreements, yeah. And so they're going to fight about what the truth is, and you know we've talked about this too. Yeah. Is like, are we going to split over every single different theological interpretation of the Bible? No matter yes. How minuscule it is, yeah. <laughs> dinosaurs or something like that right there are there were <laughs> and so they were with people and so you see that that tension there all the time but and, yeah. I, and i've always taken it to mean and you see in, in paul's letters that there are uh, what was it if you're gonna speak in tongues settle down do it but give people a chance to talk i, I can't remember where it's at but it, it says it's the it's the first corinthians right. um 14 where he's talking about mm -hmm. if you're gonna do it publicly yeah or or to make a mm -hmm. I, I don't want to use the word show but if you're going to do it publicly yeah make sure pause mm -hmm. and allow someone to interpret right otherwise if you're just speaking in your tongue speaking mm -hmm. in tongues and you're just doing mm -hmm. it more privately in your in your spot or at home yeah fantastic have you ever witnessed that yes an interpreter yes. Yeah. yeah so it was 
so a fantastic story because I, I it kind of freaked myself out and then I realized what was happening and I was like, yes. Okay. So we were in Ireland and um, middle of a service, my, my friend John, he was the pastor and he's very, very reformed, very like straight laced, cognitive, you know, that the, um, like what you're saying. And, and so in the middle of the service, like it's a great worship service, someone just gets up and just goes off in tongues. And so I'm sitting there, this is back, like Nate's still trying to figure out like if, if raising your hands in church is okay, you know? So I'm just like, anyone, anyone else seeing this? Anyone? And um, so then my friend, John, he stands up, he starts, he, he just, something, God had laid something on his heart. And so he, he just went into that after she spoke. So afterwards we're in his office and he's like, what was that? That was so horrible. And I was like, John, 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 settle down. You know I'm not like crazy guy over here, but I said immediately when you started talking, God told me He's giving the interpretation. And He's like, but I just said what I felt like God was telling me to say, and I'm like, exactly. Like she spoke immediately right after she spoke. You got up, felt like God laid something on your heart, and I said, I said, dude, like from my perspective and what God was telling me. Probably knowing we would be having this conversation. That's wild. Settle, you know, settle down. I, I think it worked out how it was supposed to. Yeah. Was it messy? 100%. Was there risk involved? Absolutely. But honestly, I would rather live that way than always terrified, freaking out. Is this going to be wrong? Is is someone going to be unsaved because of this? Okay, and that's not... But you you said it, and I think that's what can happen when you're... If a good balance, I mean, mm-hmm. you right. know, yeah. yeah, I right. probably need to be more cerebral, you know, before I'm, you know, I'm, I'm doing better. I'm maturing, but <laughs> it used to be really, work, really bad. Yeah. yeah. Let's try that. Um, but, uh, you'll think your way into just standing still. Yes. Right. Mm. Yes. Mm-hmm. So you That's just stand. Stain- I like that little scene. Yeah. I'm going to. I'm going to steal that. Steal it. Go. Copy, written, okay. cultivate You're relationships. Oh, one, yeah. of, one of my biggest struggles <laughs> at work is, is, is decision paralysis. Mm. Yeah. Because you see, you see so many different sides of it or you have an emotional response to something and you're like, oh, I don't know what to do. And I can just almost hear Kathy, my boss, in the other room saying, would you just make a decision life? <laughs> you know what? Yeah. Right now, it's okay to fail. It's yeah. recording. Yeah, okay, good. <laughs> Did we get that? We're both we video and audio recording. Oh, no, we forgot to turn it no, out. It just, it just, <laughs> dude, don't start over. It's happened. <laughs> Guys, back to the beginning. Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, you That's... get to the end and you're like, oh, that was really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, we lost all but, of it. But it's because of fear of failure. It's yeah. like, mm-hmm. what if this goes wrong? And you just almost hear God chuckle. You two are different. On, on definitely different, <laughs> but also ends of two different spectrums, right? <clears throat> and you see an example of this in Peter and in Paul, right? Two, one more cognitive, one studied, one more like, let's go and see what happens, you know? Yeah. So you have these two guys, right? You have these two guys who ministered how they ministered, right? And it would be an atrocity it would be it would be demeaning to say paul to say to peter you need to be more like me mm-hmm. and for peter to say to paul you need to be more like me right. and you see this throughout scripture god's design of people right that everyone's different and nobody is single dimension right one dimensional we are multidimensional and to say to 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 define Jim as oh that's the guy who just says and does crazy things, and to define Joe as oh he's the cognitive one, it, that's one dimensional. That is, I would agree. Right? Yeah, I would agree. And I think a lot of battles in Christianity in the church is doing that. Politics, mostly everything, is if I can label you, if I can single dimensionally label you. Now I can define it, I can attack it, and I can be rid of it, mm-hmm. right? Or control it, yeah. Right. But here's the thing is, is through Scripture, we also see the most important thing to God is relationship, that trust factor in him. So Jim is Jim, trusting God. Joe is Joe, 
trusting God. Nate is Nate, trusting God. If Jim starts operating out of Joe's faith, you're not, you're no longer having faith with God. You're having faith in what Joe does, right? And, and vice versa. Oh man, I just need to start acting and doing things and stuff. And, you know, it's no, now you what so badly for so many people, right? So it's, I, I think that that's what we're saying is, is the crux is our relationship with God. And it goes back to what we're talking about, the dossier, the Bible. If I read the Bible as a book that I can get answers from or, oh, oh no, uh, uh, I got to study more because that is what pleases God. And that's how I draw close to God. Now you're using the Bible as the means mm, to relationship yes. rather than yes. it, same thing with the church. Well, this church preaches the Bible. This church preaches love. This church preaches topically. Well, now I'm basing my faith in God on the church I attend rather than my relationship with God. What is he asking me to do? There's been times in our marriage, mine and Lacey, where we know God has called us to a church we got nothing out of. Mm-hmm. It was simply a submission issue. Yeah. Now it worked out fantastically. We met some of our best friends there. Like, like things worked out, but it was first and foremost a submission issue. Do I trust him? The worship's horrible. The teaching we horribly disagree with. Yeah. I would get in fights with pastor, not in public, but like in private. Him and I would banter back and forth. But God had put us there. Yeah. Right. Um. And so, and oh, the ver, the like you see this throughout scripture, but the verse that I'm thinking of that I usually go back to is the Romans 14 23, 14 24. It's the one where he says, Anything not done in faith is a sin, yeah, right? And if we define sin that way, I'm not doing what God has asked of me, bottom line, period, yeah, right? Is it, it, um, it changes my view of. Judging you then, because what if what you do is a sin to me, mm-hmm. but it's not to you? Right. right. That's straight out of Romans is, well, you don't know what's going to be sinful for this person, what's not going to be sinful for this right. person. You don't know what they're struggling with internally. This bothers me. It shouldn't bother you. But if you force me to take on your viewpoint and definition, you're going to mm-hmm. force me to step out into a faith that's not mine yet. Well, so, and they're just like there's different love languages. There's different ways that people... That's why we're so different. I mean, there, people are so different. And the way we exercise our faith is different. Mm-hmm. And the purpose behind that, I mean, that's what's so cool about the 12 disciples, right? Mm-hmm. They're all different. Um, they could serve. So with there being so many different people, mm-hmm. I might be able to minister to somebody mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. you could try to talk to and all day long. Nowhere. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Whereas I can just talk to him in five minutes and he's like, okay, mm-hmm. somebody sees me. <coughs> somebody right. knows where, I'm at, where I am. Right. Um, I don't know what my point was. But no, well, so, okay. Oh, go ahead. Well, yeah. I, I both agree with you. And then the flaw I've always found in that scene in that circular line of reasoning, though, is, okay, so the idea is that we're all different so that we can reach different people. That's just a circular argument then. It's like, mm-hmm. why did God bother making all these different people? Because then he'd have to make different people to minister to different people. I don't like the argument, though. I think it's a poor argument. I think it's, a, I think it's, it's bad. But some people will kind of say, it's like, oh, well. But it, it's this concept is that body of Christ, you know, God didn't make our whole body the same appendage, the same organ the whole way through. He made it for a purpose. He made the whole thing and he made us different for purpose to build up, to make the body of Christ more glorious, more wonderful than it possibly could be. And part of that is reaching so many different people that he made so many different, so different from each other to just show the wonder, to show this is a church for everyone and everything, (laughs) everywhere, forever. Um, not just for this type of person, not just for this type of person, but for all the children that I've made in this world. Mm-hmm. So, because I, th- uh, I, I, th- I think I get what you're saying with regard to not liking that that uh, argument, that that reasoning. I, and let me see, let me see if I'm. So okay, so I always people tried to justify my parents' divorce by saying that I would now be able to reach children of divorce more easily. 
And I'm like, that's true, but you're saying that God caused my parents to divorce? So that you could... Thank you! Why don't you just stop divorce in the first place type thing? That's why I don't like that argument, because it all it's, it always... It's a <clears throat> infinite regress. It's like, it's like, okay, well, so I can minister to people with other pain, other pain, other pain, but... So did God cause that pain so you can minister? Place. Exactly. Yeah. And so that's the struggle I always have with that, and that kind of the concept of, of the why question. Yeah. yeah. And, and so that's why I don't like it because it smacks of it. So that might just be my personal bias. But anytime you, you come up with an argument like that, I'm always, I'm always a little bit wary of it because that's an effect. Yes. But is that why? Is that, is that the reason that it happened that way? I, it is. It is. Well, I would say if you resolve it, if you resolve your parents' divorce in a healthy way. Yeah. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. But, but it's that's, that's not, not the reason. reason. Yes. Yes. That's, that's a byproduct of how you have sought God and trusted Him in yes. that circumstance yes. to redeem it. Then you can now minister. Exactly. Because, that's not the reason. Because if I just have, if I'm just a child of divorce and I'm bitter about it, oh, I'm the last person that needs to be ministering to people that are children of divorce or anything like that. <laughs> right. Because, right. Because I haven't dealt with it. I'm just going to, yeah, project or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I don't know how you oh, pointed yeah, at me. Yeah, I'm sorry. I kept, you kept trying to speak. No. I apologize. No. No, I'm just trying to like, I'm just trying to think through, think through this because it's one of the things that I have hated about whenever I'm, um, uh, I got to think of a, a healthy word here. Well, I'm upset. Freaking out over here. No, when I'm upset about, okay. about, uh, d uh, having cystic fibrosis. Yeah. That is often the consolation people offer me. It is so annoying. But you can minister to people with a disease. I don't care about them right now. Like, I'm hurting. I'm in pain. Yeah. Um, oh, count it all joy. Right? Yeah. You know? It's, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. So I'm going to show you some joy in the parking lot. It's like Job's wife and Job's friends. It's like, same time. It's like, thanks, but... Here's yes. what's funny. Hold on. Here's what's funny. Is Think about, like, all of his family members and everything and his wife. The only one God doesn't allow to be killed is the one who is the most contentious. Yeah, mm. the wife. It is interesting. Well, the other, the <laughs> fun, other, fun fact. Well, the other oh, interesting fact. thing about that, friends, is we always judge them. But it's interesting. The very first thing it says is they sat with him in complete silence for seven days before they started speaking. And I'm should, like, they should have waited longer. I know, I know, but but it's like, yeah, so I no. would not have the patience Please, to sit with my friend in the morning me. for seven yeah, days. Right, right, yeah. Right. right? Yeah, it's just fascinating because yeah. it's like, they got a bad rap, but at the same time, it's like, <laughs> they did their best for a while and they just broke and just destroyed their friend. Yeah. Um, I had other questions and I'm trying to think of what they were because you guys were keep bringing up things that I was like. So oh. I just, when he brought up the divorced parents and about ministering to divorced children, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. In a, in a weird space, I went back to when, uh, and this is something I've recently resolved, right? Mm -hmm. Went back to when they divorced and how I felt. Yeah. And how, how much of a heart I have for reconciliation. Yes. Right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, to the point of even being very stubborn in any possibility of me getting divorced, right? Yeah. It's almost as if. And so God makes us so different, right? It's almost as if when I was confronted with it in my life, in marriage, I put my foot down and said, no, mm, that's not going down this way. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. That was my way of almost trying to reverse what happened. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So weird. I, I've never thought about this until just now. So maybe we shouldn't talk about it. You, know, you always do this for a little while. Yeah. Right? No, but yeah. Hey, let's I, stand up and go. Wait, wait, one more thought. Yeah, no. no. See, there's the difference. Uh, <laughs> it would have taken a month and then, it, then we'd talk about it. Me, I'm just going to spit it out there and go. What do y'all think? I'm in trouble with my wife already. Let me yeah. go home. <laughs> I didn't mean a month. You know what I mean. I know. I'm sorry. Yeah. I live with, no, I live with somebody. Um, okay. That's how. That's, Those of you listening, they're starting to rub each other's yes. necks. That's I, really good. I, that's how. I'm a verbal processor, and Lauren is not. She she is very deliberate, 
And so I'm used to that. Yeah. Yeah. She's yeah. very knowledgeable. We got to get it all together before we even mm -hmm. announce it as how we feel or think. Oh, God, that would drive me crazy. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I'm like, <laughs> is that wrong? Here's a, no, hold on. This is, that's a good thing, guys. Yeah. To have all of your ducks in a row before you talk to someone. It depends on really? who you're talking to. No, no, because no, if I'm going to win the argument, I need to make sure uh, I have all of I have, no, I'm being, no, here's the thing, guys, like, Lacey's verbal processor, and until I realized it is literally how she thinks, I would be offended at her. I would be, I would, I would either be offended, I would feel pressure to do the things that she is, I mean, in our ministry, brainstorming. Sometimes she'll just start thinking, and in my mind, I'm creating a list of, oh, okay, she's telling me I have to. Mm -hmm. Do that and create that resource. Oh, oh goodness. Okay, I'm gonna go play with traffic later on. Like that is how. It's the second time that's come up. Have you traffic. noticed that? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I saw him jumping in front of traffic at God's will. No, I didn't. You say were that thinking that, though. I knew what you were thinking when you said that. But I didn't say it, Joe, because remember, I think through the words I use. I don't. <laughs> at work, I do. Just, yeah. Okay. So, I remember what the question was that I was thinking of. Great point, by the way, Jim. If you want to know more about Jim's point, you should listen to his story that is online. You were talking. Yeah, you did. I did good. Yeah. That's why I'm giving you a fist bump. Come on. Here you go. No, you left. Here's the thing. You made a point about standing up in your marriage. Yeah. Out of context, that sounds really, um, what's the right word? Chauvinistic? No. What's the right word? I think chauvinistic was the right word. Right. So, so for context of what Jim is talking about, please listen to his story. Oh, okay. Yeah. Don't go into it here, please, Jim. Yeah, no, no, okay. No, we'll be here for a little while. Um, the quick question. Hey, quick question that I want to end on. Um, really light and fluffy because we've kind of bounced around and talked around this. Yeah. Is So we are led by faith. Anything not done in faith is sin. I am going to look at pornography in faith, trusting God. That's why you need the dossier mm. <laughs> to tell you that. Because that is, that's the, uh, that's, you were talking about tension, right? Right. That you, there's right and wrong, <clears throat> or we're led by faith. We're it's, it's the, the two sides, faith or, or um, not faith. I, that's not what I meant. Cognitive versus action. Right. Not done in faith. Both of you are wrong. So as long as I'm trusting in God's goodness, I can do whatever I want. Well, didn't Paul say all things are permissible? Let me, let me rephrase that. If done in faith, I can do whatever pops into my brain. So it's, it's not an easy release because you could say, well, obviously that's sinful. And it's like, well, hold on. Didn't God tell the Israelites to go kill entire other nations? Yep. And so there are there are instances in the Bible where on the surface it looks like God is deliberately telling his people to violate the Ten Commandments or one of the commandments mm -hmm. or, or some of the commands. Go and kill these people. Do not murder. I'm not aware of any instances of telling his people to go commit adultery. Or or, or just to make it more, um, this question more ambiguous, and then we, we need to wrap it up. Uh, <laughs> I, it's actually more fun. Yeah, it's actually more fun. Okay, so we have a friend who, growing up for him, like his culture that he grew up in was very much a sex-focused culture for in pornography, and it wasn't wrong for him. Like, like it, no conviction period like whatsoever mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and i and so it's to your point right of mm -hmm. so god apparently told israel to go kill people in the psalms you read mm -hmm. one of the psalmist his desire was to smash his enemies babies heads on rocks like that was a thought that came into his brain but but god redeems cultures too and so, so one of the big 
things about the Bible nowadays, well, one of the many big things, is people read the Bible. There's only one big thing. I know. I said, <laughs> yeah. I said that, and I'm like, oh, that's not loaded at all. Yeah. Well, okay, so. The only thing to think about the Bible. People, people read the Bible, and they say, God, they so mistreated women in the Bible. And it's like, oh, my gosh, do you not realize the culture to which Jesus was speaking into? The way Jesus treated women, the way Jesus elevated women was revolutionary for that mm-hmm. culture. And here we are 2,000 years later, and we look down on them, but it's like the reason that the culture has advanced where it is to where women are valued in that way, as they should be, is because Jesus started that process 2,000 years ago and started changing all the cultures. I mean, you look mm-hmm. at a lot of primitive cultures, they don't have that change, or not, not mm-hmm. necessarily. There are matriarchal cultures. That's not the point at this point. But you see that change that has been administered by Christ. And so there's a lot of concepts of Bible. There's polygamy in the Bible. There's there's those things. But there's never actually advocation for polygamy, mm. polygamy in the Bible. There's never saying this is a good thing. It's just saying this is what it is. And yet you mm-hmm. find years later during during the time of Jesus, it didn't seem like the, there was really conversations going on about polygamy. It didn't seem like there's people with multiple lives in Israel anymore. Maybe we didn't talk about those, or maybe it was years of God kind of gradually weaning that out of his culture there as well. Or it served its purpose for its time. So one one truth for one culture can be different for another culture? Well, I don't like the word truth to define that. That's more of a moray or or this is what the culture's thing is. I'm trying to get you in trouble, Joe. I I want to pin you down. That's why I don't like (laughs) the word truth in a way that's obviously not truth. I like how you emphasize, you know, which is totally good that women are treated the way they, you know. Mm -hmm. Is that the... Yeah, yeah, it's important. You know, we're, we're not in trouble. Like, they, they you guys listening to this? They saw us all say the right words. Honey, did you get that? Yeah. <laughs> no. no. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> meanwhile, I'm going, well, we need to kind of turn. No, I'm just kidding. Um, no, it is a good thing. It's a good thing. Um, <laughs> Stop. I'm joking. Stop affirming it. <laughs> Next, Next week, I'm going to be having yeah. a podcast with your wife. Yeah, so this yeah, will be, be great. This will be awesome. <laughs> oh. Isaiah, Isaiah 55, 8, and 9. I read it today. And um, do you know what it is? No, I'm not that good. His ways are not our ways and his thoughts are not our thoughts. Yeah. Which all of what we've discussed can kind of be summed up into we look at from the frame of our standards, (laughs) what we understand of God's character standard. You know what I'm saying? Those standards are framed in such a way that when we try to put them in mm-hmm. comparison, you know, a comparison to to now, mm-hmm. what's happening now versus then, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or your culture that you grew up in versus Joe's culture, right? Yeah. Different worlds, right? Yep. Common thread to all of them is they all talk to God, mm-hmm. or God spoke to them. Thank you. That's literally what like is that is. Well, not just this podcast, not just, or not just our conversation. I I feel like that is the thread of my own personal life is it, it, and it's the thread of scripture. It's the thread of everyone's lives of talking to God, having that relationship. What is he telling you to do? What is he saying about your situation? What is, what's his thoughts? on what's happening right now. Yeah. What are his thoughts about what's going on in your family versus going on in your family? Yeah. And can you transplant them one from another? No, you can't. You have to listen to God right now. Right. Yes. Even my own life 10 years ago versus now, yeah. God is speaking to me differently. Mm-hmm. He's telling me to do different things. Mm-hmm. I like that conclusion. That's good. That's a good conclusion. Job. All right. No, no, hey, you know what? Go team effort. Here's the deal. I don't care what your wife say about you. You guys are great. Okay. I don't care what my wife. What does? I'd be like, tell me. Wait, I don't want to know. Wait, so what? Wait, what does she say? about I'll let that. What did she say about you? All right. I'm scared. Goodbye. Goodbye.